0: Okay, was there something you wanted to get to right away, Brian? Yeah, so just for the listening audience, a few episodes into covering Darling in the Franks, it came to our awareness that in the subtitle version, Zero Two uses the masculine pronoun Boku for herself.
1: Boku no darling da!
0: Um, Pops up in the theme song. We've mentioned it before. And then in our last session uh, for episode 12, I believe Alex raised the question like, if she's using this pronoun for herself, should that be the pronoun we're using for her? And I think we're just like, yeah. And uh, you know, it's a new thing. You know, this is not a real person, so no one's getting hurt by using one pronoun or another, but uh, for our part, we're trying to use the, the masculine pronoun for 02. It's, we're gonna screw up just because it's not what we're used to because we've been doing it for weeks and weeks and weeks. Uh, I've been referring to 02 as her for three years. So we're trying that out. And uh, if anybody just does the she, her, we're not going to correct it. We're just going to keep going. And yeah. the audience, if, if, if it's confusing to you, that's what's happening.
2: Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. This yeah. is a confusing
0: time in the world. <laughs> yeah. All right. Hmm. Uh, I also asked my mother about it last week, who's Japanese. And I asked her like about women using Boku. And she was like, no, I don't do that. I was like, but <laughs> what about other women? She was like, they want to. It's none of my business. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. Okay. I couldn't. I couldn't. I was trying to get some cultural insight and she wouldn't yeah. throw me a bone. Yeah. <laughs> so. Anyway, but our guest today, Riley, has also done a bit of research.
3: Um, so I did a little bit of research and it is okay if it is wrong. And I think that that they should go as whatever pronoun that anybody feels comfortable with. Um, But I did do research. And in a lot of, like, uh, lesbian and women or women likes women, you know, a girl will go by more of a masculine Mm -hmm. tone or a masculine pronoun, which is boku.
0: Mm. It is funny. Like, I've read a few uh, Nishigori interviews and, like, Mm -hmm. transcripts from speaking engagements, and it's never come up. It seems like... That would be a, an interesting question for a Q&A. Yeah.
2: Welcome, everyone, to Pem Pem Pals. This is episode 13 of Darling in the Franks. I'm Alex.
0: This is Brian. Hey, I'm Ben.
3: And I am Riley. <laughs> Pals, <laughs> yeah!
2: Riley, <All> right. <laughs> excellent. So, Riley is a first-time guest here. We're really happy to have you on. So, Riley, thank you. of experience do you have with Darling in the Franks or anime in general?
3: I have been like a huge anime fan for the past four years, and I have seen Darling in the Franks five times, two in sub, uh, two in dub, and I'm redoing it right now. I've been like a really big fan of anime for a long time. I draw, I, yeah, I've seen probably almost 200.
0: Wow.
1: Like series? Yeah. Oh, wow. Wow. Uh, you got me beat. Do you keep track?
3: <laughs> yeah,
1: I've got I my, my, my anime list. Is Brian, Brian is counting on his fingers <laughs> right now. Uh, <laughs> hold on. No, Just no. give him right. like five minutes and we'll figure out. My
0: official number is I've uh-huh. completed 211 shows. Um, I've oh, dropped 20. You, I've got 66 on hold. No, it's my anime list, the Ooh. app. It's how I manage yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. everything that's coming up. And I'm currently Excellent. watching 14 shows the gamified watching anime
3: <laughs> i haven't updated mine in uh exactly in a while it, it, do yeah. i is it okay if i pull it up
0: uh I, i'm so, interested uh, i don't know what your
3: number is
2: ben i'm gonna guess that you also do not have one of these things do not <laughs> awesome um, so we've drawn our battle lines for the episode <laughs> uh, it'll be brian and riley versus ben and i
3: <laughs> um I don't know how many I can, I see on my phone. I'm on the website. Oh, I, I don't have the app.
0: I don't know how to do it on the website. Uh, we'll just say that you have 210 and I have 211. Okay. <laughs> wow. That is fair. How that generous is fair. Of you, Brian. You're so nice.
3: Brian.
1: Um, any, anyone watching Squid Game?
3: Yes, I would love Kim say <laughs> I would do anything yeah. for her. She can ruin my life. <laughs> I'm so serious. Wow,
1: the revolution begins. <laughs> Is that the that's the main female lead?
3: Yeah, she she started out before Squid Games with like 600k followers. Now she has seven. <gasps> she has sorry, eighteen like seven million ah. followers now. It's crazy. Uh-huh. People are going crazy over here
2: on what is this in her cult
3: (laughs) um (laughs) yeah i i am a part of that too but um no it's on instagram um oh but she's crazy on tiktok like she doesn't have an account but people are going nuts on there
0: well i watched the first episode and i had to discontinue it's probably a little too dark and heavy for what i can tolerate right now so i'm watching Mm -hmm. toriko which is uh, kind of like Dragon Ball Z if it was a cooking show.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: Mm. There's those like super strong main character with blue hair that goes and finds these weird ah. giant monsters and like battles them and then mm-hmm. cooks them and eats them with like some gourmet recipe. Mm. What's it called? Toriko. Toriko? It's, yeah, that's, that's just where I am in life reminds me of uh, god of cookery but ben have you watched squid games
1: did you have a take uh it's very easy to watch well i I guess aside (laughs) from what brian said like like i blazed through it i watched all nine episodes and oh well this is the guy who does like the uh, the true crime murder podcasts Uh. i mean i feel like like people have been talking up how gruesome it is but I don't know, like Westworld and Watchmen. Like, I feel like a lot of prestige TV now is equally gory. Mm. But for some reason, that has come up more with Squid Games. But well, yeah, if you like dark things, for sure. And if you like yeah. Lost and stuff like that.
3: Oh, yeah. Um,
0: I mean, the other anime news, uh, the studio that had the IP for Attack on Titan... Uh, mm-hmm. they reported something like a $4 million loss. And I think they had to like sell oh, wow. their rights to attack on Titan. And I think MAPA studio is, I mean, I think they were already involved, um, mm-hmm. but they're taking it. Uh, I don't know if that means a delay or what, but, uh, I don't know that, that news dropped yesterday. Uh, so attack on Titan fans that are like anxiously awaiting the last half of the final season might have to wait longer
3: oh wow how did you feel about the demon slayer thing getting pushed back again
0: i don't know about that i have some buddies that are going to be heartbroken
3: i was heartbroken it's supposed to come out this month and then it got pushed back to december i have no idea why but it angered me because i was so excited
0: yeah there's delays across many industries these days Yeah. Oh, it's almost like there's still a pandemic
2: on. (laughs) (laughs)
3: Last
2: time on Unicorn Massacre, Traveling back to the garden where it all began gave the parasites a chance for snow, self-reflection, and shade-throwing with the nines. The nines, ape's special force of Frank's pilots, struck confrontational poses, and Alpha, their alphabetical leader, played mind games with Ichigo. Hiro implored Zero Two to open up yet again, but shied away from the widest, most fang-filled kiss Zero Two could offer. Ikuno clued the other pilots into the increasingly disturbing methods of parasite production. Hero recalled a bit of repressed memory, leading him to a holy treat covered in mistletoe. After a test and Claxocorn slaughter, slaughter, Zero Two displayed his most aggressive side, pushing Hero Two to the ground and giving him that bit of the old vampire treatment. Despite their increasing estrangement, Zero Two and Hiro launched to confront another pack of Klaxo-Kirin, The trauma demons from Zero Two's past materialized into an Oni-looking energy vampire apparition, which tried to decease his darling. Will Hiro survive this sudden strangle fest? What other dark secrets lurk within the lab in the garden? What does Zero Two really mean by the word darling? Let's find out.
1: All right, so we'll do three, two, one, play. So three, two, one, play.
4: That room was the entirety of my world. That place was the entirety of my world. A closed world that would never touch what lay outside those windows. A closed world where only children lived. The garden. To this day I haven't forgotten. To this day I've forgotten all about. How vast the sky above was. How warm the hand I held was. And And the the promise promise that we made to each other. other. Who exactly am I? exactly am I? Back then, that question was the only thing I ever had on my mind. So, like, the, the normal process, process kind of lobotomizes everybody, mm-hmm. We lived there. like um, Brave New World, mm-hmm.
2: take and that drug, Soma, everyone kind of walks around and in a all haze. Of us children mm-hmm. referred to by our all
4: remembers. this Huxtable <laughs> the lower the number to the, the child's potential is a parasite. Come on, Hiddle, you've got to I gave names to many of the children. Sami, Juna, Naku, Toshi, Sakuto, Shinya. Oh we never saw those other kids Hitsura. with names again. <laughs> <laughs> Marvelous. She's leagues better than all of our past specimens. I can't believe she's developed mm. such a human form.
0: So what was the form the other ones had?
4: <laughs> I didn't understand anything.
1: Their security is
4: terrible. They're about transparency,
1: hey, get okay? away from the window! <laughs> you're right, Ben. That's why they have all the glass.
0: <laughs>
3: Where did you get a stage light? you're
0: um, along the path? I can get you out um. of here.
4: But you, you smiled back then.
0: She did it. She finally found her darling. (laughs) Well, if he would just remember the big old dummy, you gotta try to kill your lover at least once.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Is that so?
0: That's how you unlock the, the the doors.
3: I actually have a fact from the manga. Yeah. You know fandom. Uh huh. Yeah. So I read. Uh, actually, uh, wrote it down. But apparently, the book, the picture book, doesn't have a big meaning like it does in the anime at all.
0: That's kind of a bummer. I think it's yeah. one of the best parts. So what is it? What connection do they make in the manga?
3: Uh, So in the anime, Zero Two's picture book plays a major role in the series. She even draws like the whole thing. And whereas in the manga, it plays a very minimum, minimum role. And she never rewrites the story. Mm. And another fact is that the anime came out a day before the manga. They were released uh, one day apart, and <laughs> I. It's like, crazy. We gotta get this thing out there. So in the anime, um, in the ending, you know how all of the.
0: Uh... Oh wait, wait, wait! Actually, we should pause. We should pause right here.
3: Oh,
1: <laughs> I forgot. Ben hasn't finished the series uh, yet. We 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 broke the spoiler gate. Uh, <laughs> la- last episode, I just said but, but if we do want speaking. it for listeners to keep it at the end, then.
3: Why did I say that? <laughs> <Why did> I, <laughs> that was perfectly I forgot that we were even like streaming. I was just having a conversation.
0: <laughs> oh, good. That's great. It's all good. Um,
3: I'm so sorry. No, no, no. <laughs> so sorry. I'm, I'm usually the one that,
0: that accidentally says a spoilery thing in front of Ben. Uh, I am very curious, though. Now that we're focused on Ben a little bit, I'm very
2: curious. So I think the last episode or maybe two episodes ago, it, I thought maybe there was a shift in tone in how Ben was talking about the show. And I wondered if maybe watching forward past this episode had some effect on you.
1: Uh, well, what, what was the shift that, that you saw? So whereas before you'd
2: kind of been the most critical of the like Frank's writing uh, in one of the episodes you actually kind of defended, you're like, well, I don't think it's a one-to-one allegory for sex. And so I hadn't heard you kind of uh,
1: give it the benefit of the doubt on something like that before. Oh, yeah. I think it, you know, it, it sometimes uses it as a metaphor and sometimes uses it literally. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, I, I did really like this episode. Like this is one that, you know, you get, you start hearing the music at the end and you're like, oh no, it's like over. Already. It went <laughs> fast. Um, yeah. and, and I think for me, that is because I'm more into the character arcs and then oh, the yeah. the combats. And so this is an episode that's like kind of entirely the character stuff and, and none of the, none of the Frank stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I mean, you get like a little bit right at the, yeah. right at the end there. And I, I do like this kind of like structure in general, that this is kind of like, you know, we split up this, this kind of moment in you know, the middle of this one combat and had this like flashback and kind of did the entire episode as a flashback that you kind of forget where you are until the end. And then you kind of loop back into that. Yeah, like we
2: as the audience get to be shocked, just like the characters who are coming out of this vision. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. So, Riley, is this your favorite episode?
3: Um, Every episode is amazing to me. Every every episode makes me very happy.
0: Okay. Is this a lot of people's, Brian, or yeah. why, why um, were you asking that? Yeah. Just generally in the Franks community, this is the fan favorite. It is my really? favorite episode. Yeah.
3: I um, yeah, It's
2: the one where they fill in all the pathos. Sorry, go ahead, Riley.
3: I'm trying to think of like my favorite episodes, and I, like, I'm like i kind of hazy, but the beach one was really good. I don't remember which one that was. Oh, yeah.
2: Surprising. Beach episodes usually suck. Yeah. We had a
0: great discussion with that one.
3: I just love the art. It's my favorite art style in an anime.
2: Okay. So... Yeah. This is episode 13, The Beast and the Prince, and this is our first flashback episode. Uh, Usually exciting for an anime, right? Usually you fill in a lot of uh, backstory, pathos, and really inform stuff that's happened and stuff that's going to go on going forward. Okay. So uh, the two of their lives have a lot of parallels starting out, right? They're both very lonely. Zero to significantly more lonely, more literally lonely than mm-hmm. Hiro. But Hiro also feels this otherness. Uh, Hiro feels like something is wrong with th- their treatment, like the society they're in. And it, he doesn't seem to be able to express
1: this to anyone else or hear them expressing it. And I guess like Ichigo, we also like she has something like that going on, right? Where she feels mm-hmm. different from all of the other people because... She doesn't feel as grown up and you know feels emotions stronger than than everyone else seems to mm-hmm.
0: so i really really like this opening like the narration that's going back and forth it starts out their opposites uh zero two uh remembers everything uh hero remembers nothing mm-hmm. and as the narration uh, starts switching back and forth faster, it starts to become in sync until they say the same line together. Thought that was really neat. Uh, The other thing I thought was interesting was when um, Hero is seeing these memories, like he's physically standing, like the adult hero is next to the child 02, adult hero is Mm -hmm. also next to child hero. I mean, that's not really like Pacific Rim. Like, that's kind of the example I've used before. But this aspect of it is different. This reminds me more of a kind of a therapeutic process that I do, Hmm. revisiting uh, childhood memories as an observer, which is that's what he is. Well, he's not really an observer. He's there. He's like, he's in the scene. It's interesting. Maybe it's just artistic liberties. Mm -hmm.
1: And and we kind of get these images that will show up later in the episode. um, But it's kind of this weird stream of consciousness thing right and then we kind of snap back to something that's that's more linear well we start with uh zero
2: two in this room and uh has torn apart all of the toys in this room right so an unlikely upbringing the other kids do not have this but also completely lonely doesn't have contact with the other kids and so like these toys these like Uh, this facsimile of a childhood of like a loving environment is it's no substitute for human affection, like someone to take care of zero two. And the only thing that leaves a mark on zero two is this specter, this thing that we never really get explained and like says, doesn't come back again, but this presence that comforts zero two, it's like a caretaker almost and gives zero two, uh, his first pretty thing, which is this book, The Beast and the Prince,
0: right? Mm-hmm. So who could this possibly be? I thought, like, is this just uh, like a projection? But that can't be because the caretaker leaves something physical with Zero Two.
1: Yeah, I thought it was like more just like kind of like the fogginess of like yeah, his early memories. Um, but
0: what we know about the adults,
1: <clears throat> that doesn't
0: fit with their profile. And it's not Dr. Frank's. Why not? Why isn't it Dr. Frank's? Yeah. Well, she has memories of Dr. Frank's. I think it could be one. I think it could be an
2: adult. It could be? That she just doesn't. He doesn't remember. Yeah. I like Like that idea. The fuzziness of. Because like Zero Two has these really vivid memories. But Mm -hmm. not everything
0: can stay that way. It's
2: not like Zero Two has an eidetic memory. No.
0: Well, so let's say it's a physical organic adult. Mm -hmm. But is it one of the quote-unquote adults, a citizen, is it one of them? Because yeah, I think so. That doesn't An seem outlier. right to me. An outlier, An just outlier? like Nana and Hachi. Absolutely. Well, I feel like Nana and Hachi are not the same as everyone else.
2: No, but they still have adult status. They're still immortal like the adults. So there, that means that even under those masks, there is the possibility, however remote, of other adults
0: acting like this. I want
2: there to be hope within the society, Brian. Do you want
0: there to be hope within the society? (laughs) No, fuck that society, man. (laughs) That society needs to go down. I wanted Uh, to
3: uh, touch up on something. You know how you were saying that she was left alone and was mm -hmm. given all these toys. Have you guys ever seen Angels of Death?
0: I've seen the first couple episodes, but again, it Um, was really dark and heavy. So I had to drop it.
3: Yeah. She also had that same type of thing.
0: I hear it's a good show, though.
3: It's really sad, but it's really good.
0: That's my kind of show.
2: Uh, but then we do jump forward to uh, Ichigo, right? Ichigo and Hiro. Now, we can't digits. jump forward
0: yet. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. Uh, because we something really interesting uh, w- was said uh, in our first scene. Zero Two says, "I felt like I had older memories." What do? You, what does that mean?
3: Like younger when she was like younger.
0: Or does she have recollections of her previous iterations?
3: Oh, like re- Reincarnation?
0: Well, um, she's the latest of several attempts at cloning something yeah. that Dr. Franks has done. And she's oh. the most human looking one yet.
3: You mean like what if she had memories from the clones?
0: Well, this comes up in a lot of anime. It's the concept of the Akashic Records. Enlighten us, Brian. Uh, this would be knowledge and memory of things past uh, that you just have access to. Um, I don't know if reincarnation is like the right word for this context, but it's Mm -hmm. a similar idea. Like having access to something that you are in some way have a link to. Like a mom. Yeah. Could be like in some of the older anime I've seen where this comes up. It's like, if someone is going to be like carry on the legacy
1: of some kind of mantle. Oh uh, yeah. I mean, it's just like a weird thing in all of our lives. Right. Where you know, you don't have these memories of your childhood, but theoretically, at some point in your childhood, you did have those memories and then you lose them. Memories tricky business.
0: You know, like you can be told something you did in childhood. And if you're told early and often enough, you'll like form a memory of something that didn't experience the way it was told to you.
3: Mm. Yeah.
1: It's kind of a weird thing to think about. Mm, that's why you got to be careful with this, with this therapies, Brian. <laughs> Before long, everyone will think they grew up in a satanic cult, you know? Mm. All
3: right.
1: So let we can keep going. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. So
0: just speculation on who this person could have been that gave her the book. Um, if it really was just some nurse or researcher at the garden, gosh, that just seems pretty significant uh it seems it's just such a human and like caring thing to do and all we've seen are just these cold mechanical people
1: so i mean when when we were talking about the beach episode right it seemed like we thought frank's had kind of set up discovering that stuff right yeah so in some ways it's like kind of frank's mo to kind of seed this stuff right that like it's not just Creating this creature, but giving it this book to try to manipulate uh, zero two or something like that. I don't know. Yeah, I don't. I don't think it would be Frank's though, because he's like
0: outing himself. If that if that was Frank's, because the book, you know, it's sort of
1: laying out a real specific scenario. But but then he uses zero two's desire to be human. To yeah. get Zero Two to do what he wants, That's right? That's true. Which kind of, like, came from the book. All right, it's Frank's. <laughs>
2: <laughs> you did it bad. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, I mean, I don't
2: know. No, it's Frank's, and he has a special suit that makes him look like
3: a <laughs> oh, <wow. laughs> oh, wow. Oh, wow. That's like crazy. like the,
2: the optic camouflage from Metal Gear Solid.
3: I don't know. Why, I just feel like it would be, like, a mother-type, like, um... I mean, not to be sexist at all. Guys can do it too. But I feel like um, it would be more of like a female, like a, a mothering type thing. But I, it could be Frank's. Uh, he, I mean, she's a demon, so you know anything could happen. But I thought that it was actually the person just evaporating in the thin air. Yeah, mm.
1: y- yeah. I mean, maybe it is literal too. Maybe it's you know some kind of like fairy godmother kind of. It's a miracle. Mm.
0: Yeah.
3: <laughs> Have you guys ever watched any theories about it or no? I uh, nope. just
0: read a few things online but that was about it.
3: What what was in the articles?
0: Uh how much Darling in the Frank sucks. Oh um, <laughs> yeah. It's most of what I read online.
3: I've heard a lot of uh, Darling in the Frank slanders. Yeah. Getting into mm. some arguments with them on TikTok but I the one thing I'm going to put out there is I really don't like uh Ichigo and Hero together. Like <laughs> I, it really annoys me when people are like, oh they actually Yeah, the we're not supposed to are, like
0: that, right? Yeah,
3: exactly. Uh the voice actors are actually married in real life.
0: Oh what? Mm-hmm. What are you talking yeah, about?
3: They're married. <laughs> The voice ah. actors for um Hero and Ichigo.
2: That's really cute.
3: It was weird. Really? I was like, what? Yeah, I, I was looking at facts today because I was like trying to hype myself up. Maybe I'm <laughs> wrong, but I saw a bunch of people saying it on the internet because the internet tells the truth all the time. <laughs> it's very it's a very good place to go look for useful information. So. That's
0: where I learned about That's the true. Akashic Records. <laughs> <laughs> i right. mean we're sorry. way off track here
3: i'm so sorry you can get back on track
0: all
2: right um so ichigo's having this crisis of uh identity right because all of the other kids are not smiling anymore mm. so their emotions are like deadening we don't know what kind of new drugs they're on or if they're on some sort of separate regiment from the single di- or the double digits um, But Ichigo is, like, crying over this. And so Hiro, feeling terrible, takes this radical approach and, like, to fight the comfort of conformity. Instead, he decides to, like, name Ichigo, giving her, like, more investment in her identity as an individual. And, like, this is, like, Hiro at his
0: best. Mm-hmm. This is Hiro, like, thinking outside the box. Yeah, uh, I love it. Like... Bad advice that you might expect when someone's feeling down like that? They would say to Ichigo, like, oh, well, you should just try not to feel that way.
4: Don't feel those feelings. Hold them in instead.
0: Something not very helpful at all. Or it's okay. Yeah. But um, was it Hero that said this? I can't remember. It was in the narration. Having your own name can make you feel like it's okay to be different.
4: Having your own name can make you feel like it's okay to be different.
0: That's really great. Like there's a theme there. Identity? Mm -hmm. It's a good one. All right. Hero is a special research research subject. They put him in the spinny thing and he runs real fast on the treadmill and he gets candy. Oh, and they tell him he's too sensitive. Oh, yeah, because this is how he gets into the lab, right?
2: Mm -hmm. And this is when we see how lax the lab security is. Yeah, I don't think there is
0: security not at all there's no one to secure the thing from
2: They're kids what are they gonna do what are, no, what are, what are i think do?
0: ben had it like i think most of these kids are just little zombie soldiers they don't go wandering around Heroes, the uh the uh x factor
1: yeah it's kind of interesting too with um ichigo and, and being like i'm different than everyone you know I, I think everyone kind of feels that way when they're when they're young right you kind of feel like you're having this whole special experience. And then when you get older, you realize, oh, a lot of people were feeling very similarly at the same time. Mm-hmm. But, but in her case, like she might actually be different than all of these kids because she's part of this experimental program, right? Oh, yeah. yeah
0: so it's, it's interesting that the context of this was Ichigo's crying. So I don't know if you've ever worked at or volunteered at like a preschool or a kindergarten yeah. But this is something that adults will have to tell other kids. If there's a kid that something happens and they start crying, the natural reaction for all the other kids is to stare and it makes the kids feel even worse. So like a well savvy uh, teacher can know how to redirect the rest of the classroom, you know, get the, yeah. the message out there like don't stare at someone. But yeah, that's the kind of stuff that makes you feel like a freak or whatever mm. It's more
1: bad early childhood memories. Got a lot of those. <laughs> yeah, speaking of that, so so Hero sees Zero Two, you know, doing some kind of research. I guess it's like, you know, they blow this hole in her hand and then it regenerates very quickly. But I mean, she's getting straight up tortured by these scientists.
2: Yeah, it's completely inhumane. This is like shit that Nazis would do. It's mm-hmm. awful.
1: Yeah. yeah. Well, she's not human.
2: <laughs> yep. Like that's the justification hero already thinks there's something wrong with the society, right? Um, he's already had this, uh, experience with Ichigo, And so this is too much for him and he's starting to resolve to do something. Um, but he still has to ask some questions and, uh, those questions getting unanswered leads him to wander outside by himself. Again, I'm like, how did he get outside? They just don't stop him. Yeah. Yeah, there's soldiers and that's it. There's no security. And so he finds this tree and is able to climb up it to get eye level with Zero Two. And he doesn't make contact at that point, right? No. Uh Oh, right. This adult is trying to take Zero Two's book away, but gives up halfway through. Uh, so Zero Two gets to keep his book. Yeah. Oh, and then we get something that fits here with the timeline uh Mitsuru uh he is face to face with the trio Goro Hiro and Ichigo and Mitsuru is going off to get his uh injection of the elixir his first time going to the lab and it gets kind of darker and worse from there because we go into a scene of the bunk beds like the barracks for the children and several other children are crying about other numbers that have are gone right uh, they didn't make the cut. They couldn't uh, get their numbers up highlighting Franks or something. And they were candidates for pruning. So Papa got rid of them, which just means dead kids. Right? I believe so. Yeah.
3: Have you guys ever seen Shelter? The music
0: video? Mm, no. I know the punk band. What?
3: By Porter Robinson?
0: we're all very old you know that
3: right uh, i do know yeah oh, yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Shel- yeah
0: yeah i know it's i know an what MMA you're talking music about
3: uh-huh. um, if you haven't the, seen
0: it he makes a yeah. construct for his daughter
3: that's what i was thinking pretty much happens to the people in darling and the franks i don't know i have no idea
0: yeah i, I can't see apes spending resources on that but it's a nice thought though
3: helpful thought sorry go ahead go ahead
0: so hero um he he's got this moment of melancholy it's just like i'm asking these questions how come nobody else is asking these questions Mm -hmm. why doesn't anybody question anything yeah i really identified with that as like
2: someone who at a young age thought there was something wrong i like grew up in catholicism and that was like my earliest thing i was like something's weird about the way people act and the way people talk about this whole religion thing and just like me it seems to resolve hero to this course of action right Mm mm-hmm it's like we get to see morality emerge in front of our faces To su- for someone to take an action that is against authority, against like what you're told is right, but go with your instincts of like, I don't know, what you feel is fair or human behavior.
0: Pretty cool. Yeah, you know, I think rebellion is just in my DNA or something because like... I think everyone's. I understand why like conformity exists from like a herd survival uh, perspective, but like Mm -hmm. there's a lot of stupid crap in our culture and like people who I respect and think are intelligent will go along with a lot of things just uh, just because this is our culture. Uh, That always just baffled me. Yeah. I mean, social pressures are a real thing. They have real effects on us. But even when I call them out, and i ruined thanksgiving (laughs) it doesn't it doesn't move anyone's uh uh, meter yeah rough yeah we gotta tear this civilization down
2: yeah and hero's going to tear the civilization down one window at a time yeah okay Okay. he hauls this fucking stage light up Mm. the tree and with his little arms, he is able to break this very cheap glass. It's
3: pretty badass.
2: And yeah, it looks very cool. Zero Two is like completely flabbergasted, does not know what to think. But Hero says that Zero Two smiled on that
0: day. And that was the first time they got to lock eyes. What a great first impression. Yeah. I wondered, like, uh, has the... Um... The mistletoe just been working its way through this forest, killing all the trees. Cause like that Mm. branch, it was a thick (laughs) branch they were on and it just snapped. I was like, oh my God, is this just like a big dead
2: tree? Oh, that's brilliant. I didn't even think that that's why the branch snaps.
3: Yeah. I didn't think about that either. I know that like most of it, like the earth is like dead. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I feel like, isn't most of it fake?
0: Um, most everything we've seen has been like a facsimile,
3: I guess. Oh, in mm-hmm. the inside, the inside. Mm-hmm. I mean, like on the outside. Oh, like the uh,
0: nature. Um, they do address that later. Places like the garden and uh have um soil yeah. from pre-magma times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, magma energy takes the literal life essence out of the soil. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it is special in that regard. Which then makes the mistletoe thing seem a little more interesting in that context.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: This parasitic thing. Okay. Uh, Hero and Zero Two, they're on the run inside this walled <laughs> garden. <laughs> <laughs> they can't go anywhere. <laughs> yeah, but he doesn't know that. No, they don't, they he don't, doesn't they know, know they how don't. far
2: the wall is or if there's a, a door to get out on the other side of the uh, wall. He hasn't thought back like, I uh, hope we don't freeze to death, mm-hmm. which... You know, Zero Two seems
0: to be maybe impervious to the cold. So that's that's
2: a bonus. Yeah,
0: mm-hmm. something else that I thought was interesting. I never noticed it before, but when we get these little flashbacks of young hero, he's waiting in line to get poked and prodded and he's got a book with him. But no, one, none of the other kids in line ever have books. And like this is something we've seen, like this kid reads a lot. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we see that it plays out pretty well for them later. But um, I was like, oh. Zero Two has this book that's like really special to her. They've got this connection automatically. They're like book buddies. Hmm. I I think this is probably jumping
4: ahead in the outline, but like... In the deepest, darkest part of a forest, lived a strong and beautiful beast princess. Hero reads the book to her. That's probably
0: the first time Zero Two has had the words that go along with the pictures. Hmm. That's pretty cool. Yeah. And even though... Uh, zero two does
2: not understand the language yet. It is still quite an experience. Yeah, uh, just to sit and uh, uh, be warm with someone, and to look at those pictures again. And we can just skip up to there because they they go on this journey. Zero get zero two gets her first shoes. Uh, they read the story together, and oh, but then what precipitates that? Right, is that hero has smuggled these two candies. They're just like <laughs> hard candies, uh, and. Zero Two gets his first taste of this candy, and it is so sweet and so delicious. And it recontextualizes uh, all of the breakfast scenes with like all of mm-hmm. these dishes the othered in honey. Yeah, yeah, because the sweet flavor makes her feel like makes him feel like uh, he's with his darling.
1: Yeah, and I think there's some other stuff too, like you know the early interaction where she's like, "Do you want to like run away? Like we can just like." escape all of this right that that i can get you out of here were the exact words
4: want to run away with me i can get you out of
3: here if you would like
0: and then we see in the flashback mm-hmm. hero says i can get you out of here
1: i
3: can get you out of here oh I, yeah i didn't even
1: realize it was like word for word mm-hmm. but but that
0: and structurally it's the same too yeah zero two was out on this I don't know what the heck the thing was supposed to be like that, that plank that extended straight out like a tree branch.
1: And and she almost falls. Right. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And like, this
0: was my theory that zero two was trying to recreate all these pivotal
1: moments to test. Is this my darling?
0: And he failed.
1: (laughs) (laughs) At least like, she's like kind of modeled her whole conception of, relationships on this kind of like early interaction she had right mm-hmm. so even the calling the person the darling right that's another thing that she experienced and that way i can always be darling <gasps> <gasps> mm-hmm.
4: <sighs>
1: so
2: they read They have the candy. They read this thing. They're they snuggle together under the holy tree. And then they are set upon by men of ill intent. These security agents. These like this fucking like SWAT team Mm -hmm. come to beat up some kids. And hero two foolishly. But true to his word is like, I don't care what it costs me. I'm going to protect you. And like gets in front of zero two. And he's like, you got to come through me. And they're like, yeah, that's fine. And he goes down. And that's when everything, the memory and the narrative starts to unravel, right? So it starts picking up speed because we just had a really slow moment. And that's that's kind of a wonderful thing. I guess it's more common for uh, romantic or slice of life anime, but that's a really wonderful thing to have this climax of the episode be a slow, tender, intimate moment as opposed to a big action uh, Kodak moment. So... Uh, zero two sees that hero has different blood, and hero has just seen that zero two has different blood licking the wound. Uh, and so, like, they start narrating over each other again, and Mm -hmm. the narrative changes to this like, we were different creatures, we're too separate, and nothing was gonna like the universe was not gonna let us be together. Um, So it's this really sad ending to the story, right? But thankfully, we don't have to end quite there. Uh, And we snap back and everything is right where it was. We just got done killing unicorns and uh, zero two is still uh, activating stampede mode. But what happens? They get hit by one of the other Franks takes them down, right? Delphinium. Okay like wrestles them to the ground and like gives Hero the time he needs to talk to Zero Two and resolve the situation.
0: Yeah, they hit Strelitzia so hard, Strelitzia loses an arm. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Does
2: that mean Zero Two loses an arm?
0: Yes. <laughs>
2: <laughs> you fell right you off. die in the dream, you die in real life.
0: <laughs> the, the other thing that I really, really liked about this. So Hero is licking the wound, the thing that he read in the book and the page just happens to be open, the proposal. Zero Two is looking at Hero's posture. It's like kneeling to propose Mm. and she mutters the word marriage and um, Hero's, it just seems like he's making his forever promise. (laughs) And and then he invokes the word, uh, but it's uh, muted uh, at this particular point, but he says, darling. And, you know, that's when uh, Zero Two, like, has her tears of joy. Like, this is what's what was missing. You know, she is now loved. She had a shelter uh, in the garden. They were feeding her. She was being tortured, uh, but she was alive, but not living. Mm -hmm. And this is it. This is what she wanted. And then they smash him in the head with that gun.
1: (laughs) Sick. Yeah. (laughs) Wipe his memories. Just two kind of like, you know, free free associations. But there's a, a scene where Hiro is kind of like touching her hair to comfort her. Mm-hmm. And you mm. also see that shadowy hand, mm-hmm. like kind of her remembering that caregiver mm-hmm. doing mm-hmm. that. And, you know, I just thought that that was a really cool way to kind of like illustrate her making that connection. Yeah. And then also kind of when they first encounter the soldiers, when the soldiers are looking for them and they hide, you know, we get this thing kind of establishing the stakes that, um, right. They say that, you know, they want to capture her alive, but if he gets in the way they can kill him.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: And like uh, as important as he is, she is way more important. Sorry. Yeah. And, and it's just kind of interesting because it's like, uh, you know, often the, the kind of main protagonist, like hero is kind of the person that we see most of the series through, right. He's the protagonist for most of the episodes. And often they're kind of like the chosen one, you know, like if it's Evangelion, uh, he's just really good at piloting this thing. Right. So they kind Mm -hmm. of can't do it without him. But in this story, that's that's zero (laughs) two. Yes. Ultimately, he is dependable. Like, (laughs) yes, by the the eyes of I don't know who controls these soldiers. If that's ape or I think it's ape. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, so maybe maybe he's still chosen in some way by Franks or something like that. But it's interesting.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And I think you're right. Like, Hero is definitely our lens. But
0: I think Zero Two is the main character. Oh, yeah. So, Alex, you and I have talked about this before. And you raised a question that I thought was really, really profound about who is the Darling? Is it like Hero? Just physically who he is mm. or is it the person from the past who doesn't exist anymore
2: i don't know i mean isn't that a question we all have to ask ourselves we all move from relationship to a relationship and like it's not always it doesn't always have this you know anime conceit of amnesia and shit, but like you know oftentimes we have a type or we go after the same kind of qualities in a partner that we had before for better or for worse. So like, I don't know that I know an answer for zero two, but it's definitely a prevalent question that everyone's going to have to, or almost everyone's going to have to answer in their life. Like, what am I looking for? Is it the person in front of me? Or is it some idea of a person that I've built up in my head? So
0: when I was in my early 20s, I wanted to be Trent Reznor. And I was looking for the classic goth girl. (laughs) Uh, That was just everything to me. And I ended up dating this girl from Germany who was like super goth. Because if you're goth from Germany, that's a whole other thing. And it was the most boring relationship I'd ever had in my (laughs) life. It was terrible. She was not my darling. <laughs> but um, it's still relevant. You know, you, you start a relationship with someone and everyone's putting their best foot forward. They're wearing a mask and you get an idea of who this person is that you're falling for. But then, you know, it's unsustainable. The mask gains weight as you get more and more intimate and closer. Uh, and then it comes off. Uh, what does that say?
3: Fuck relationships.
0: (laughs) Yeah.
2: Mm
3: -hmm.
2: Well, so do you, are you saying that there's this like happy median point where like the idea in your head and the person in front of you, like they become the same? Like
1: the mask comes off and you have to accept? Yeah, I think everyone has to answer that for themselves. I feel like we've gotten kind of abstract and I'm a little, I'm a little lost. Zero Two is looking for her darling. Yeah. Hero physically
0: is her darling but not existentially the attachments that zero two had with her darling from back then hero is not that person anymore, or is he, is it the experiences they had, or is it something more because the character, the personality, the behavior of who hero is, is the same. He's still the kind of person that would have empathy and do extreme things for the red skinned person with the horns. You know what I mean?
3: I think they are the same. I feel like from when they were little up until when they were teenagers, Mm -hmm. um, He's still the same person. I mean, you can erase a person's mind, but you can still be the same person mm-hmm. even without them. Because if you truly love them, you can fall back with them. And I feel like that's exactly what he did. I think that if they fell back together again, that is true love. And he is the same. I could be wrong, but I feel that way. <laughs> okay, I
0: think you're onto something. So I feel like this maybe explains this destructive path that we've seen Zero Two on. Like mm-hmm. she's fixated on this very specific thing and like she, she found him, but not the way that she had hoped, not the way she'd been building it up. She wants the person who has these mistletoe memories and the, the the candy and all that stuff in the book and the licking the wound. Now he's still that kind of person, but they don't have those shared experiences. So I guess what I'm getting at is like the fixation, is the problem. Right. And she can't get past. It's got to be this one specific way.
1: Well, they got married, you know, she made mm-hmm. a promise.
0: That's mm-hmm. <laughs> true. Legal
1: and binding. He was on but, his knees. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of interesting because I, I mean, in this case, it's not, she's not searching for like a type, but she's literally searching for this specific person mm-hmm. that she thinks is like somewhere out there, but she just doesn't know his name or um, mm-hmm. it's a little bit. Did, did any of you guys watch love Hina? It's like a harem anime. Wait, I think it might be. i heard same. of it.
3: What's it called?
1: Love Hina. Anyways, it's got like a little bit of a similar plot where, you know, this kid makes a promise with his childhood friend that they're going to go to Tokyo university together. And get married. And then, uh, you know, she moves and now he's just like fixated on getting into this university so he can reconnect with his, his childhood love. Uh, but he can't remember like any details about her. (laughs) (laughs) I like, they're like five or something, but I think in the like, you know, in the flashbacks, like the hair is covering her face and and Mm. stuff like that. And, so one of the one of the tensions is then kind of like, are these other characters or it's like how, how I met your mother has that same thing of like mm. this person he met once and they had this like amazing connection, but trying to search for that. Mm-hmm. So some kind of trope.
3: You guys are old. Every anime I look up, it's like so old. I've never heard of it. I've never heard of this before.
1: Oh well, now we're even. It's true. It the,
3: it's true. I think it was like
1: the Tenchi Muyo guy or something mm-hmm. like that. Another really. Oh yeah, Tenchi Muyo. I remember yeah. that.
3: Oh, maybe I have seen this. I not seen it, but I've heard of it. It looks cool. familiar. Some of the images.
0: All right, so where does that leave us? Uh, there is
2: in the, like the smattering of. Neon Genesis opening shots that we get Uh -uh. of like people on tables and crazy pages from a book. We also get one shot of red and blue blood commingling. Yeah. I
0: Mm -hmm.
2: really like that Mm -hmm. as our like final synthesis statement for the episode. Yeah. They're too different. They'll just never get along. You're like, but what about that blood there?
1: (laughs) So, So we talked about that bouncing ball and now I'm wondering like, does almost every episode have some little kind of visual, like a motif, metaphor, like that? Like, is that part of the the structure of these guys?
0: Mm. Um, so, my last question—I um, feel like I know the answer to this—but um, so if we're par- if zero two's life is paralleling this book, right? Brian's leading pr- question
1: number ten. <laughs> okay. Yeah.
0: <laughs> um, so sh- she's the beast. Heroes, the prince. They fall in love. They want to be together. They can't. The beast has to go to the witch, who's Frank's, finds a way for the beast to be with the prince. But Zero Two still wants to tear off the wings and has been saying, I have to kill more Klaxosaurs to become human.
1: So, so in that metaphor, like in the story, it's kind of like, um, you know, there's this sacrifice that has to be made. You have to lose the ability to fly, to become human. And so I don't know if that's something that's coming. Like, do we learn, did Zero Two have to make some kind of sacrifice?
0: Well, Zero Two is killing a bunch of Claxosaurs, Which is her kindred. Yeah. And maybe being a Claxosaur isn't a bad thing. You know, maybe the beast in this storybook shouldn't have to tear off their wings Maybe the mm-hmm. beast should just be able to be with the prince and, like, fuck everybody else. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I think that's the situation we're seeing in the real world. Like, Zero Two is killing Claxosaurs to be with her prince.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I think that's the closest
2: allegory we get to the tearing off of the wings. Yeah. So don't tear your wings off, everybody.
3: <laughs> nah.
2: Leave your Claxo brethren alive and well. <laughs> and stop stealing their magma.
0: Yeah. That's the message. Okay. Gigak uh, was wrong. My- <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> we'll make a
4: t-shirt.
2: <laughs> so I knew an outro and finally replaced the other one. And I love it. It's my favorite outro. I like the song and I like the imagery. Uh, and that is my
0: last thought of the episode. Uh, does anybody else have any last thoughts on the episode before we wrap up our stuff here? Um, well, I guess a question for Ben you would probably have to pause the closing credits to actually read the, the whole story of the beast and the prince, but it doesn't have a happy ending. Hmm. Where do you think the story's going? You've you gotten a lot of spoilers now, so you're yeah. a little more informed.
1: Well, it's interesting. I guess some of the I I thought we were leaning towards this suicide thing, but then actually with the falling from the tree branch. You know, that makes me look back at some of the the kind of falling stuff that I thought was leading towards someone kind of <laughs> jumping to their death. And, and maybe that mm-hmm. has to, more to do with this tree bough and and that or bow or do you pronounce that word. Um and kind of like that fall that they that they experienced early on together. Um since we've gotten spoilers, I feel like maybe the the, the jig is up for for some of the predictions but uh yeah no i mean but but i'm saying like now i'm just thinking through stuff that i've heard from from spoilers so i feel like mm. it won't be as interesting of predictions i'm sorry no well no this is like <laughs> it's brian. You. It's <laughs> no brian, brian last time i was like okay so zero zero one and uh you know, whatever whatever <laughs> I mean, I guess one of the one of the big questions, knowing some of these spoilers, so so this stuff reminds me a little bit of um, Enders Game and mm-hmm. uh, like Xenocide that had this kind of psychic alien queen hive beast, and mm-hmm. um, you know, similar to Evangelion. I mean, what that ends up being is it's about kind of this miscommunication between two alien species and humans were afraid and attacked first and now I'm just going to spoil Ender's Game (laughs) (laughs) it's payback in that series I've never even heard
3: of it it's okay
1: oh so good I have no idea what that is don't don't watch Love Hina read read Ender's Game it's like this uh sci-fi book and um so he, you know, he's like hailed as this like war hero, but then it turns out this like alien was trying to psychically communicate with him this whole time. And then he realizes he's basically committed genocide against this creature, but manages to save it and is trying to like find it a new home, like somewhere, somewhere in the universe. Mm. Um, that sounds pretty heavy. So anyway, maybe we're going that direction where the the humans will have to come to terms with the claxosaur's and you're going to be very pleasantly and horrifyingly
2: surprised at how accurate that was.
1: Oh, and <laughs> it's going to be great. maybe it's an influence. Yeah. Ooh, oh, yeah, be, that's true. Game. Yeah. Oh, yeah, well, yeah. Uh Ender's
2: Game very very popular. It was on my high school reading list. I did not want to read it. They I'm, made it I'm
1: surprised they still haven't made a good movie of it. There's a movie. I don't know if it's any good. I didn't watch it. Ben Kingsley's in it. It's Harry, Harry Potter in space, I always say. And then people get mad at me. <laughs> <laughs> it is a lot like that. Space Potter. Um, yeah. Riley,
0: do you have yeah. any final thoughts on this episode? Um, Anything jump out at you uh, that you didn't notice the first few times?
3: I, um, I never really thought about how... I never really analyze every single episode. You'd have to be crazy. I... <laughs> I really enjoyed it. And I never really thought about half the things we've talked about tonight. So it was really good, like trying to refresh my memory and go deeper inside of an episode. And it it really is a good episode to go into. So I'm glad that I was here for that one.
1: Yay.
0: So thank mm-hmm. you.
3: Yeah. I really liked yeah, being uh, a guest on this one. Thank
0: yeah. you. Thanks for being here. Yeah. yeah. So, so if someone really liked Darling in the Franks, what would be an anime that you would recommend to follow it up with?
3: Um... I, well, it's like Neon Genesis, I think, or something like that. People huh. compare it a lot. I've never seen it. Sure. A lot of people compare it to it um
2: for I, good reasons. Yeah.
3: Like I don't really know. I don't really watch Mecha anime, though. It's my favorite anime, Darling in the Franks. Okay. Well, mecha. what's
2: an anime that you really enjoyed? Maybe for the relationship bits, that's kind of like this.
3: I don't really know if it would be anything similar to it at all. um I mean, there is boobs, like Darling in the Franks, <laughs> and I really like those. So Dragon Maid is amazing. Dragon um, Maid is amazing. Dragon Co- Maid's Kobayashi's
0: amazing. Dragon Maid, right?
3: Yeah, like I've, I've had quite a few favorites uh, with that. I mean, I guess, uh, you know, Kabinari. Yeah,
0: the Iron Fortress.
3: Yeah, I don't think that's a Mecca, but it has. Um, well, this is kind of set in the future.
0: Well, there are interesting parallels there. The main characters in Cabinari are sort of mm-hmm. like Zero Two. They're one foot in two different worlds.
3: Yeah. Oh, Guilty Crown. Oh yeah. It reminds me of Guilty Crown, especially uh the. I'm really bad with names. The main girl reminds me of her, and there's a lot of comparisons with, the way they look. I couldn't think of it, but Guilty Crown I think would be a good one after watching Darling in the Franks. Cool.
2: Hey, and Riley, uh, is there anything you do online? Uh, do you tweet? Do you do YouTube uh, videos? Anything
1: you want to plug?
2: Yeah,
3: I do, uh, go on Twitch, but it's not for, um, anime. I do have a art account that I do post on. It's home rental underscore. I do post edits and, um, an art of my anime stuff. I actually do. I know that in the podcast, um, obviously you can't see something, but, uh, I, I do have a drawing of her as in her childhood, Mm -hmm. uh, uh, zero two. Mm -hmm. And, um, I think that, that, uh, Viewers may like that, so it is on my account. Um,
0: on your Twitch account?
3: On my Instagram. Sorry. Okay.
0: Instagram. Yeah.
3: Home okay. rental
0: underscore. Awesome. All right. Pen. Pen. Pals. Dying. Dying.
2: <laughs> Love it. All right. Thanks for being here, Riley. Thank Talk you so you much. Thank
3: you.